<laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey, what? <laughs> I want to watch a romantic comedy. Is it really necessary for you to always say no before you say yes? Welcome to romanticcomedycommentary.com, or as Sarah likes to call it, romcomcom.com. You are bringing the energy tonight. I like it. Well, and as always, I'm Justin. And I'm Sarah. And this week, we are talking about a movie that I didn't even know. It it was not on my radar whatsoever. No, not a bit. And Nancy Myers. Yeah, Nancy Myers. It's complicated with one Mr. Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. one Mr. Steve Martin, yeah. Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. John Krasinski. Yep. There's other people in it, I'm sure, too. Zoe that are just Kazan. Like star-studded affair. There's a <laughs> Lake Bell. The powerhouse is in this. Yeah. It was a Nancy Meyer movie, like you said. Mm-hmm. As, as always, I'll say 6.5 on IMDb, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. two and a half stars from Roger uh, Roger Ebert. Two and a half stars? Says, I thought he did thumbs. I don't know. It says two and a half out of four, maybe thumbs. I guess two and a half out of four thumbs then. <laughs> that would make sense. Does he have four thumbs? Well, no. Oh, wait. When it was Roger, when it was Siskel and Ebert, there were four thumbs. But Siskel is not, this is 2009. It just says Roger Ebert, 2.5 out of four. Huh. Let's, okay, let's say he's giving it two and a half. <laughs> he's giving it uh, two thumbs and like a piece and of a, a toe. And a big toe. <laughs> and a big toe. That's weird. And then, as always, 91% of Google users like this movie. Ooh, so 91. 91% liked okay. it. So yeah, 2009. The year I got married. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. I wouldn't know. You weren't there. Sorry. <laughs> the people I hang out with most now weren't there. Yeah. You know, so. I do. So I have a buddy. In keeping with that, I actually hung out with him this weekend for a little bit. And he's in like his late 40s. And I have mentioned to him once or twice like i want you to renew your vows <laughs> just so i could be at that wedding yeah like, i wasn't I you know understand that and i like to remind him like oh yeah no when you got married i wasn't i no, i was alive when he got married probably but i was like a baby mm. i like to remind him like oh no i was a baby when you, when you got <laughs> married so i couldn't come but i could come to this one and likely be in the wedding i would like to think but that might be a bit you know boastful. yeah but so maybe one day you could do the same and, yeah. like renew your vows and i like to think i'd stand a decent shot at being on the altar i'm not saying i would be <laughs> I'm not saying I would be, but I think I'd be at least in the running. Maybe in 10 years. Yeah, that could yeah. be fun. Because we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. Is that so. paper? Paper's the first anniversary. Oh, okay. I think 10 years would. Wait, are you serious? I don't know. What What would I even look this up? Is it up? five years? Five years would. Just type in 10-year anniversary gift. Wait, anniversary year by gift? Holy yeah. gifts by year? My God, there's oh, yeah. one for like every year. Oh, yeah, it gets real. It gets insane. Okay, so mm-hmm. we have first year paper, yep. second year cotton, mm-hmm. third year leather, yeah. fourth year fruits and flowers or mm. linens. <laughs> Linen and silk? I'll take that. Fifth year is wood. Wood. I remember that. Sixth year iron or candy. Mm, iron candy. Oh my God, dude, it keeps going. And it's every year until the 15th, and then it jumps to five-year increments. Yeah. yeah. 20th is China. But what's 10th? Oh, sorry. 10 is tin or aluminum? That's lame. Well, but remember... For your 10-year anniversary? Yeah, but remember years and years and years ago, aluminum was like the the bee's knees. That's it what was? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was uh, super duper hard to actually like... Uh, Refine. Create the alloy or whatever? Uh, al- no, aluminum's, aluminum's a metal. metal. Tin's an alloy. 
Um, no, no it's a, not. Tin is SN. Is it tin tin? Oh, okay, tin tin is. I'm thinking either way. No, like aluminum was really hard to. Uh, um, You're uh, thinking pewter. I'm thinking pewter, but it's hard. It was hard to like uh, uh, manufacture. What? Yeah, but refine. Yeah. And actually, like heads of state used to be given aluminum like silverware because it was so, so expensive. Crazy. Yeah, so that's why you'll randomly see things about aluminum. I don't know why I know that. Probably huh. read it, but there you go. Don't worry. The eleventh year. Ooh, you have to look forward to is steel. Huh. Maybe I should get Brian a new wedding ring. And then it jumps. 35th year is coral? What would you even get coral? Is, well, cor- is there jewelry made of coral? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like I have a coral necklace and a bracelet that it's silver with a piece of coral like inlaid into it. Oh, okay. Because I was picturing like <laughs> like the, the coral reef things that are like no, fingers and just no. like a deer antler. Thing on I mean, chain. you could give someone a piece of dead coral reef. But coral as like a jewelry is usually orange. Hmm. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah. I Okay. I, hmm. There's just, in talking to you through this, I learned so much about uh, life that is normal to people. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I'm more specifically women a lot, but just people in general, like coral jewelry. Didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Totally makes sense. Oh, really? Why not? Yeah. Huh. Well, why not? Also, the fact that your fifth year is wood. Yeah. What do you get that's wood? A box? A frame? A pen? What did you get? I got (laughs) a gift certificate to a spa called Woodhouse Spa. Oh, that's actually kind of clever. Yeah, Brian's good. Aw, he is good. And I got him a book because paper is made of wood. Oh. But it didn't really compare. It didn't go all that well. So I had to uh, (laughs) make up for it by getting him uh, into St. Andrew's Golf Course. As a surprise for our 10-year anniversary, <laughs> which he described as the fulfillment of a dream he never knew he had. <laughs> I, so. I saw the pictures and videos. <laughs> he it was brought, so happy. Oh, it brought me joy. Yeah. It, it radiated from the phone. It's so funny. I need to ask him randomly about that because I think he would get pumped up oh, just yeah. talking about it here and there. He shot a 75, 76. Is that said. good? That's good? It's four over par. Oh, nice. Yeah. I just have no... He uh, was... He was um, even through, I think, 11 holes, 10 or 11 holes, which is very difficult on St. Andrew's Old Course. Because it's a real course, yeah. Well, it's the well, it's birthplace like a, yeah. of golf. Yeah, so it's like it's not it's like going to a municipal. It's on the ocean, and it's very windy all the freaking time. So That would drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Just wind. Oh, God, wind is like the one <laughs> element I hate the most. So you would hate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was sunny and very beautiful, but we got so windburned because I walked the course. We got so windburned. I couldn't tell if it was sunburn or windburn on my face. You know what the worst noise in the world is? Really? Hate it. Hate huh. it. Wow. And then More you, than like, being wet? Oh, yeah. No, I can deal with being wet pretty good. Really? Wet doesn't drive me too, too crazy, oh, except for my like glasses. It. If it's my glasses or what, I'm done. But just I don't me like being humidity, wet. Humidity? Humidity? I, I don't like being cold and wet. I don't like being wet. But like a water park, like warm and wet, you're cool with that. That's normal, right? Yeah, that's normal. Okay. Like it's sunny out. Yeah. Like you're intending to be wet. Yeah. No, wet I can deal with. Like when it's the irritant of it. It's that hmm. there's literally not like cold or wet. I can go inside or I can change clothes or whatever. But mm-hmm. like wind, there's no beat. There's and even if you go inside, you still just hear oh, against like the that. windows. You it, don't like that against the windows? It grates like on during me. A storm? No, it's Chinese water torture. Oh, drop. I like it. Drop. Drop, huh. drop. Interesting. I've gone on about this to a, a friend of mine who's a tree guy. One time I was helping him, and it was just so windy. Hmm. And he's like, "Why are you so on edge?" I'm like, "The, the noise of the trees, the like wind." It. What about if you're 
like dusty like you don't like oh no dusty i hate too dusty yeah. is also because i i've told you that before mm-hmm. i don't like western like the old movies. West, yeah. yeah no you're right mm-hmm. dusty and dry see I, what i can do hmm. dry and windy oh my god I'd, in a, you would not it, do well out on the plains no a tornado and a, a dust storm <laughs> oh, a dust bowl of the, the 1920s and 30s the movie twister just existing oh. in that. That was a good movie, though. Love that movie. That's such a good movie. So good. Do we have any crossovers between this movie and that one? I don't <sighs> think so. But I'd, I wish we did. I wish we did. That would be so. Isn't Helen Hunt in another Nancy Myers movie? I'm sure she is. I think she was. Um, that one with the dog, As Good As It Gets? Or, that was that was Keaton. Yes, she wa- Helen Hunt was in a Nancy Myers movie. Oh. What Women Want with Mel oh, that's Gibson. Right. Yes. Yikes. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie other than flipping channels and I got I got creeped out. <laughs> oh, I've out. seen it. Is it as creepy as I think it would be? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Just the concept seemed. Did Nancy creepy. Myers do What Men Want with Taraji P Henson? Because that just came out not that long ago. I type in Nancy Myers and what what men want. Nothing comes up really. Okay, so it must have been an independent of Nancy film. So a friend of mine I was talking to, she's like, I've really been listening to your podcast a lot lately. I really like it, but I feel kind of creepy. And I was like, (laughs) oh, why? Because you learned a bunch of stuff about me that, you know, like we didn't talk about. She's like (laughs) sheepishly like, yes. I'm like, that's kind of the point of it. Yeah. and she went, oh, there's things, you know, like all you guys will talk about it, and I'll be like all but yelling at the car stereo, the answer to something. <laughs> and she goes, I almost texted to you. I'm like, send us an email, send us a text. Yeah. I'll put you on there. So, but along with that, um, she said that she only listens to the ones that she has seen the movie of. Yeah. And I said, Sarah does a recap. <laughs> so that's how you Come can on. jump right in. So do you want to give a very quick recap of this sure. film for people that may not have seen it? Yes. So the movie starts at their friend's wedding vow renewal. and Oh, shit. I completely forgot that. I brought that up yeah. entirely on its Independently? own. Independently? Independently. Oh, wow. I started there. Okay. Yeah, so that's great. There you go. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> they'd been married for, I think, 20 or 30 years. I don't 30 years, I think. And uh, then you think they're together, but then Lake Bell comes across the screen, and you realize Alec Baldwin's actually with Lake Bell, and he's divorced from Meryl Streep. They have three kids. Um, they both go out to New York for their youngest child's college graduation. He doesn't bring Lake Bell or her son because they're sick with stomach flu. And he and Meryl Streep end up having a great dinner together, dancing, and then hooking up at the end of the night. And he's all in on it. He's like super into her. Like, I feel like we needed to do this. And then they go back to California and he keeps pestering her. Meanwhile, she has this gorgeous house and runs a bakery and is just like so Nancy Myers. And he's a lawyer and he's stressed out because he's doing fertility treatment with her to have a kid. And he's like 60. Are they 60? I assume so. That seems about the right age. Kid graduating from college. My parents are in like their 60s. Yeah. Yeah, the youngest kid. Yeah. And she, meanwhile, is getting an addition put on her house. And Steve Martin is the architect. Architect. Oh, yeah. That never even occurred to me, Nancy. (laughs) And she's still having this fling with Alec Baldwin. And they hook up a few more times. And then she's like, no, we have to end this. This is bad. And starts dating Steve Martin. And then 
Alec Baldwin somehow wheedles his way back into their lives. Uh, they're all over after they came back from California. All her kids are over. And he has this where he tries to make a move on her. She happens to have her laptop open talking to Steve Martin. And he like fully frontally flashes Steve Martin. And the kids are like, what's going on? Are you still with dad? What's going on? And she has to say, no, we're not together. That was you know just an experiment and it was bad and she and Steve Martin decide not to see each other again and then they all move on and then he still decides to be her architect and she comes out to give him coffee and then they go back in the house together and it's like oh maybe they do end up together right yeah that's good I I enjoyed the movie for what it was I'll say that up front for what it was a rom-com I don't know what? We'll talk about that. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that. Hmm. Uh, but I don't even know exactly where to start. Let me, I, I'm going to just jump in here, though, because I have no other place to wedge it in. Alec Baldwin being creepy? No, we'll get to that. That'll happen on its own. Meryl Streep's daughter. Have you seen her? In real life? Her actual daughter? Her actual daughter in real life, yeah. Mamie Gummer? Uh, is Mamie the one I'm thinking of? N- no. From The Good Wife? No, I'm thinking of Grace Gummer. Oh, I don't know Grace. She was the one that was on... Um, Wait, it was yeah, it was on Newsroom. I mean, they look exactly pretty much. So does Mamie. They oh no, I pulled up a photo of all three of them. She's I think she has three daughters. Mm-hmm. She has and, three kids, I and they that. all look yeah, they all look like Meryl Streep's daughter. I mean, there's no question about hmm. it. No, the only reason. I mean, oh yeah, she looks just like Mamie. Yeah, and I only know her because I watched the Newsroom, and I thought she was very good in it. I hmm. mean, you know. I just I thought I would just point that out, but she goes by Gummer, which I believe is her, her husband's, husband's name. Yeah, so I just wow, want, I just want to point that out. Crazy, they yeah. look like twins. Yeah, if no one has looked at Meryl Streep's daughters, look them up. Are they twins? And she was good. The youngest she... one looks more like her husband. Really? Yeah, they're so pretty. Which one, Louisa? Sure. <laughs> yeah, Louisa mm-hmm. doesn't look as much like her. That's Let's crazy. Look at Mamie. Mamie look Mamie looks like her, but I think Grace looks the most like her. I just think Grace looks just like Mamie. Or Mamie. I don't you know what? Her daughters look great. She's great. <laughs> we love Meryl Streep. I had total buy-in in this movie at Steve Martin. The so <laughs> like here's what always happens. You tell me to watch a movie, and the minute you tell me to watch it, there's you don't some, watch no, there's it. something in my soul that doesn't. And then, mm-hmm. so I put it on, and I didn't know anything about it, mm-hmm. other than you'd kind of said that Meryl Streep was in it. And started watching it. Boom. Steve Martin comes across the screen. I am total buy-in at that point. Yeah. I wanted more Steve Martin in this movie. He's good. There is not a single Steve Martin project I can think of that doesn't sincerely bring me joy when I watch it. Like Hmm. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Roxanne, The Jerk. I mean, anything. Even the Steep Steep Mountain Rangers, his bluegrass band that he Mm -hmm. plays with. Even they're amazing. Incidentally. They had to film his scenes first because he was about to go on a solo tour around America with his band. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They're good. I think they won a Grammy. Yeah. They're he's real very good. good. He's yeah. t- well, have you ever read his book? No. Oh, man. He, I think it what was it called? Like, might be called Born Standing Up. Why am I thinking hmm. that? But either way, I read it in high school for a book report, and I really would like to read it again. Uh, yeah, Born Standing Up. Hmm. Um, maybe I didn't read it in high I read it for something at some point. But it is like it talks about how his how he views comedy and mm-hmm. how from like a vaudeville perspective and how mm-hmm. he would do variety shows when he was younger and that's where he learned to play the banjo and all that type of stuff oh. and 
Uh, it talks about real entertainer. Yeah. Well, and it gets into why he doesn't do stand up anymore and how hmm. isolated it was. He'd be in yeah. in front of these giant stadiums and then go back to a hotel room by himself because he couldn't go anywhere else. Hmm. I mean, like it, uh, it, it really is a depressing book in a way. Huh. I mean, but it, but it, it, since I read it, it like entirely changed my view on like comedy but performance in general mm-hmm. and, and performance art because hmm. it's like he frames it pretty frankly and I, I don't know i think he's brilliant but uh, interesting yeah your husband was supposed to give me his password to uh master classes so i could watch the steve martin one and i forgot mm-hmm. i've been forgetting to ask him and he, he, may, should. he may not have it anymore he does he just paid 150 dollars yes it got auto renewed and i was like hey yes you just Auto renewed this. This is going to work out great for Justin. Congratulations. I hope he's still watching it. <laughs> um, but Steve Martin, for whatever reason, my mom decided that he'd been single his whole life. She's like, I think it's just so interesting how he's just never gotten married. <laughs> and he's just, you know, that's just him. And he's been single. And I guess she got a colonoscopy when she turned 50. And she kept telling the story of how he and Billy Crystal and somebody else all decided to do colonoscopies on the same day so that they could just hang out and do the prep work the day before because it sucks so bad to drink all that crap and not really be able to go anywhere or do anything. So they all did it together and just like sat around playing cards and she's like, yeah. And so he's just always been single. He hasn't been interested in life. And I looked it up for this movie. He's married the whole time. He was married <laughs> for like 15 years. No kids. Then got divorced. And he was single for a good amount of time. I can't remember. It's like 96 to like 2015 or something. Or 2012. And then he got remarried to him and he used to be a writer for the New Yorker and they have a daughter who's at like Emma's age. No. And so your mom was off a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like not quite mom. He's not like inoculated from marriage or something. Man, I'm going through his filmography. Yeah. You forget all the Steve stuff he's been Moore in. Really good stuff too, yeah. like a Father of the Bride one and two, like so good. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, like I said, Parenthood, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, mm-hmm. Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, uh, Bowfinger was good. I like that. All of Me with Lily Tomlin. That's a oh. weird. It's like a ghost kind of movie. Yeah, the I Man with that. Two Brains, Sergeant Bilko, My Blue Heaven. I mean, like, it just keeps going, and they're good. They're, like, they're really enjoyable movies. And he and Alec Baldwin had never previously worked on a movie together, but they hosted the Academy Awards together, and they are tied for the most number of appearances as Saturday Night Live host. Did you see, God, who was it? Someone was on for, like, one of their... uh bigger number shows mm-hmm. and they brought them into like a back smoking lounge with all the people yes, that had hosted it over a certain that. amount yeah. and they were like talking down to each other like oh yeah. you're only at seven that was yeah. that they're was at 14 re- jesus each there's i want god they are so good they're i wanted so good. more of them together in this movie yeah because we only really, they're really not yeah in it together there is one of the creepiest of all of Alec Baldwin's creepy moves in this movie. <laughs> the one scene that they're together in the bathroom where they're smoking weed mm-hmm. with Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. And Alec Baldwin takes the joint, 
flips it around backwards, puts the end with the cherry in his mouth, and then blows the smoke into Steve Martin's yeah. mouth. Is that a thing? It made was me... it in the Steve Martin's mouth? Yeah. It, was John Kras- it was Steve Martin. It was into Steve Martin's mouth. So it was before Ooh. John Krasinski came in. I don't see how you'd get high from that. I don't know. It just made me... It, but it... I guess either of us is the wrong people to ask. If we could, can we phone a pothead friend yeah, or something? Yeah, we need to ask. Like, is that a thing? It has to have a name. It can't be a thing. <laughs> I don't know. It must be. I mean, the 60s and 70s were a wild time. Alec Baldwin. I could ask my mom. <laughs> hey, do you know that thing where you put the cherry of a joint? Yeah, a joint in your mouth and you blow the smoke in your friend's mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Um... I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But I think he's one of the only people who could pull off that role because he has such... Alec Baldwin or Alec Steve Baldwin. Martin? Okay. Because he has such gravitas and he can walk that line, you know? I don't know. Did you like him in this movie? N- not particularly, but I wasn't... I just kept going, well, okay. Like, that's... Woo. Like, when he, like grabs her crotch and it's like ah home. oh my god yeah they're okay so they're for people that haven't seen this movie that i have a note about that yeah. like that made me feel very uncomfortable they're yeah. laying in bed right after they had sex and he grabs meryl streep's crotch over the blankets and just goes huh or what no does like, he say it's good I'm, to be it's home it's good to be home yeah it's like oh then he keeps talking about her pubic hair and it's just like he is all in yeah right away like, oh, this is so good for us. And I've always wanted to do this. And you've gone native. I like it. And like all this stuff, it's like, whoa. When he popped his shirt off too, I was like, man, he is built like a brick shit house. He's lost like, a lot of weight since then. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. Well, he didn't, to me, he didn't even look necessarily like fat, fat. He just looked like bulky. Like <laughs> he looked bulky. Like he was, I don't know. Well, there are guys who gain weight over their abdominal muscles and guys who would gain weight under their abdominal muscles. He's clearly someone who gained it under his abdominal muscles. So you get that like hard belly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm just surprised at how much she went with it or I guess was coerced by him. And maybe it has been a really long time and she was always curious. She explains it at the end. You know, I was curious and I wanted to see what it would be like, but I realized that it was a mistake. She was explaining it to her kids but I, I don't know. Some of his lines, I'm like, how is that working on you? Yeah. Like, well, why are you going for this? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe that was just always their thing, was that he was so overt and, and yeah. not smooth. Okay, here's my thing about this movie. It, it It's enjoyable. Mm. But you put lesser actors in this thing, it's a it's terror. It's bad well, writing. Nancy Myers wrote that role specifically for Meryl Streep. Okay, like with her in mind. Yeah, not gonna do it without Meryl. And apparently, Meryl Streep loved it and was like all in on it. I'm just saying, you put in, I don't know, throw in like a yes. Okay, it was for Meryl Streep. Throw in like mm-hmm. a Catherine Heigl and like just normal actors, like good actors, but normal, not these powerhouses. Yeah. I think this movie, I'm laughing at 90% of the dialogue and not in the good way. Hmm. Do you know what really struck me about this movie? And what? I need you to walk me through it because it is a Nancy Myers thing. Yeah. The kitchen. Oh, yeah. Her kitchen 
looks amazing. Mm-hmm. That's Nancy. Miles. As is, it's a dream kitchen, <laughs> yeah. and everybody through this movie talks about it like it is a hot dumpster fire with garbage everywhere. Really? They're just like, oh, thank God, you're finally getting your dream kitchen. You have a dream kitchen. You yeah. have a dream house. You have I know. a dream I'm like, everything. What are you talking about? It's. I guess it's not a huge like chef's kitchen or it, something. It did. She had like a giant Viking refrigerator. She had yeah. what looked like professional equipment in it. I know. That's what I don't get is if they're saying give it's you your crazy. dream kitchen, what is your dream? I know. What is your dream? There was marble in there. There yeah. it was everything. I don't know. Having you and I, so so I fix up houses, Sarah designs them, and having literally just done a kitchen, <laughs> like we, I know what the possibilities are out there. I know it's expensive. I know it looks nice. I know it's cheap and all that. Her kitchen as is was pricey. It was incredibly expensive. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It just, that stuck in my <laughs> cross so bad because I'm looking at the kitchen going, I would love to build that kitchen. But I would I love guess to live in that kitchen. But I it's not an industrial, you know, or whatever. It's it's a home kitchen. You know what I wanted at the end of this movie too? What? After that kitchen was brought up? What? To I, actually see it? I wanted to see it. Yeah. I wanted there to be like a, um, you know, like them to walk in. It's like the construction, you know, mm-hmm. before phase. And then we go to credits and then maybe we come back to them in the new kitchen making something. Like. Because I want to know, Nancy, what to you what is, is a good kitchen? <laughs> if this is if this is bad, what's good? Tell it's me. It's laughable how ridiculous her <laughs> scenery is. It, that, like That's her thing insane. though, right? Yeah, it definitely is. But this movie in particular... I guess the house that they filmed it is in Thousand Oaks, California. Meryl Streep's house. Her house, yeah. But the inside is a set in New York. And almost all of this movie was actually filmed in New York. Because <laughs> that's where Nancy lives. That's her jam. Oh, my God. It's crazy. That house was like a compound. Yeah. They just kept showing what appeared to be new wings of it, which is they, Oh, now we're over here. Oh, now I'm in this giant pool area out back where she falls asleep. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I liked it. That's why we have to watch. Isn't it romantic? That rebel Wilson. Oh, movie, I do. She's like, see Am that. I caught in a Nancy Myers movie? Like everything's perfect. There's, you know, nothing's out of place. Even when it's supposed to be disheveled, it's still like classy disheveled, you know? <laughs> oh my God. And then I was laughing really hard because she takes Steve Martin home and makes chocolate croissants from scratch. Well, they go to Do you her know shop. How they go to her shop. Long- or to her shop. That would take. Like two hours. Yeah, aren't croissants really in to do the? Isn't the dough like yes. really hard to make? Right, like yes. layers or something. If you're doing something? an actual full puff pastry, like a layered, you know, full puff, I've if learned you, this. Well, you from, never go full puff. Well, you not if you're trying to like do it in any sort of time. You have to fold the dough. You have to laminate the dough with Let's a laminate. full. You literally create layers of butter in between layers of dough. Oh, okay. So you have a big slab of butter. You put it in the middle of the dough. Then you fold the dough over it on like bookends and then close it, roll it out, and then refrigerate it until it's cold because you don't want the butter to warm up or it'll saturate into the dough. That's how layers are created. That's why it puffs. Oh, okay. And then you do it again. And you usually do that three times, if not four. You need to do it for croissants. And then you fucking cut it, and and then you make the croissant, and then you bake them, and then you cool them, and then you eat them. So it's like a three-hour thing. Well, that's that scene where she takes him to that crazy. place. 
that's that is what kind of bothered me about it because presumably there it's already pretty late in the evening because yeah. they just went to a party so let's say they show up to that store at 11 mid, 11 or midnight yeah i don't think anything she could make in there yeah the sun should I mean, have been I coming up they were going in there to eat what was in the store that's what i thought too yeah but they had to like shock a lot the hell out of it and make it from scratch i'm gonna be real honest too when they were <laughs> making it i don't know a lot about like making again like you've just enlightened me as to how to make a croissant mm-hmm. it really just looked like they were taking uh hershey bars too and like putting pieces of hershey bar <laughs> in dough and then folding I hope it they over weren't using hershey bars. but that's what it looked i mean it just looked <laughs> like they were putting these little there was no i figured i thought it'd be fancier there's just like chunks of chocolate in a chocolate croissant is yeah. it Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they were literally but it's just nice, like... fancy dark chocolate. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't... I, I, and then you I... roll it up around it. Did that also, though, after seeing that, make you really want <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have some right over there. Ooh. Yeah. I walked, eat some. I walked by uh, Columbus Bakery Fox in the Snow the other night, and I was telling people about how mm. good it was. And since, th- and then I watched this the next day. Oh yeah. So I've been in a real like pastry, pastry, pastry kind of place. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, yes, it's just so unbelievable. But I kept trying to like, okay, that's just Nancy Myers, and get back to the story. And I think the thing I came away with is that it does not matter how old you are to make you can make a mistake in love you know or you can be lost in love and i love that she goes to her shrink to try to get like approval for what she's doing basically for some sort of you know she really is thinking about it she's like am i doing this because i'm lonely am i doing this because it's an experiment am i doing this because i have the freedom to do it now or is it fun so she really is thinking about why she's having this affair with her ex and it's so clear to me i don't know where my notes are but it's so clear to me that he is just a fucking adolescent who cannot deal with his own responsibilities like he has this situation that he's now tired of that's causing him a lot of stress so he runs back to his ex it's like looking to be saved looking to be coddled i like when she went to her shrink it was as he was going into his office like i have 20 minutes she's like yeah good i have notes i'll be i can be fast <laughs> i can do this no but you're right i did i did like that part of this movie though yeah she was she was really kind of analyzing what was going on even when she was talking to her, her friends about it and they're just having yeah. like a hen party or whatever Although that was so over the top women like ha, 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 you did not <laughs> i have a note on this phone sarah uh that i wanted to ask you like at what age do those type of parties happen and now you're telling me that they don't like i i oh, really assume that, that but was... they don't happen with that amount of drama but that's what i figured that's what i mean that's when those type of dramatic yeah. over-the-top parties start i assume I that, mean, that was... maybe they do but we're all too drunk to remember like we used to get together with a group of girls and like one drunkenly tipped the other one over so she could get a look at her tattoo on her back because she knew she had a tattoo on her back. And so maybe we did. I mean, you're describing tipping a woman over to look at her, <laughs> tattoo, look at her tattoo. So it sounds like you did. On the couch, we had a pajama party. I don't know, but I don't remember it being like that. So like... 
oh, oh, oh my god i'm having an affair with my ex oh. and then like covering your face and giggling into your face and that gets me to my other revelation which is i do not like meryl streep in comedies really okay. i think she is over the top and giggly and always like Mm, hiding your face and that's what that quote was about do you always have to say no before you say yes like that's her character obviously that nancy myers wrote for but she's always just so like no 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 and then ends up doing it or even with her group of girlfriends is like no 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 and then ends up revealing what she wanted to say and she's so good when she's more serious i feel like she's such a good actress but she's driving me crazy in these fluffy movies. <laughs> it's like Mamma Mia. I was going to say, I remember and you not this, being a fan of her like, Mamma Mia. Oh. And then that made me think about John Krasinski, who I loved in this movie. I also loved him in this movie. So yes. great. He's so great. And he, when he sees them go into the hotel where he and his fiance happen to be having dinner and his reactions... I feel like there's nobody better at making those kinds of faces and reactions. But let me say this, because I did make a note about this. He's doing great comedy in it, but Mm -hmm. it needs said. He isn't doing gym. He's not making gym faces. He is just no, doing yeah. good physical he's just comedy. Doing, yeah. Well, no, but I think that's that's worth saying because he's like, not just because he's he's that, not just Jim. yeah because yeah. that was such a specific when you say making faces people think that he's doing the like yeah. no, no he, he's he did all in it. I thought he was the funniest part of this entire movie. He was movie. so good. Yeah, he had a small role in um, the holiday, and I think she really liked him, and then you know cast him in this, but I have watched the new Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. Oh, is that any good? I don't like him serious. He belongs in comedies. He's gotten jacked. Oh, yeah. And he's... I think he did that for that, like, zero... Dark, that He did, like, a SEAL zero movie or something. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, SEAL Team 6 or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, there were SEALs And involved. I think he also... I was reading an interview about how... When Emily, his wife, Emily Blunt, started doing the Day After Tomorrow movie with Tom Cruise, and she was like really jacked and like working with like a stunt coordinator all the time, and he would walk by like, oh shit, she's, I gotta get my shit together. Like, I think he wanted to like also get there. And unfortunately, I think she's just a better actress in a dramatic role. Like, he was really good in The Quiet Place, which he, you know, directed. But he he works in the place of being endearing. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't like him a ton in A Quiet Place. Whereas this movie, he's just so freaking likable. And in Jack Ryan, he's so serious and he's supposed to have PTSD and all this stuff. And I just, he just doesn't... I like the story. I like the Jack Ryan story. I've seen almost all the Jack Ryan movies over the years. You'd call yourself a Jack Ryan head. I, I'm in a way that I've seen them all, but I'm not particularly attached. You're not deep into the fan theories and the, right. the fan Like theory. somehow I end up watching all of these. Like I've seen all the Star Wars. I've seen all the Harry Potters. I've read all the Harry Potters. I've seen all the Jack Ryans, but I've never been like, deep dive i'm in this like i've seen all the avengers but i just don't fully engage it's Mm -hmm. like i'm more of a spectator (laughs) 
if that makes sense. Like, what's all this here? Oh, all right. Oh, that's do, nice. Do, do, do. I guess I'll keep Moving going on. Now. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a voracious mm, consumer. You like uh, breath, not depth. Apparently. I thought John Krasinski had the funniest part in this movie. So one thing he does in this movie that I thought, okay, I've, I've never been married. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate how, you know, you're part of, you can become, I've been close to families and all family. that. You can be yeah. part of a family, but there's still those moments where it's like, mm-hmm. you're not, and I thought he balanced that you're really well. You're not an well. original member. Yeah, yeah, and he balanced that really well because like when Meryl Streep showed up, mm-hmm. what a, I forget what he said to her, but it was like, you know, okay, you're here to fix this, right? Like there, yeah. it was a real like almost peer moment mm-hmm. and then he let her go in and he didn't come in and then he came in at the end. Mm-hmm. But the part that I loved because I've been... At well, and also fa- because he was had more knowledge than anyone else, so he they had already established a relationship where she knew that he, he knew, knew about yeah. the yeah, and he had was protecting and all that. But right. he had one line because I've been at like awkward family things where you're just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. They're kind of flirting or whatever in front of the kids or something. He knows something's going on, and he's just like, so wine, wine. I'm the only one drinking wine. No one else is having wine here. <laughs> it's like in the morning, and he's just grabbing a bottle of wine and going <laughs> yeah. at it. It's like this nervous. <laughs> Just, it's because I I felt that moment where it's like, well, I need to get done drinking I need right something. now. Yeah, because this is yes. not getting better. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Yes, he absolutely is. Great in this. Great, great John Krasinski in a comedy role. <laughs> he belongs in comedy. Meryl Streep belongs in drama. The end. They show his graduation scene. Mm-hmm. One thing bothered me about that. Well, two things. Where but are all the black people and people who aren't white? Three things about that scene <laughs> bothered me, Sarah. Three <laughs> things about that scene bothered me. Okay. Uh, what you just said. This one, I bet you're going to tell me why I'm wrong. Okay. They were wearing hoods. They were wearing gra- They were wearing hoods. Yeah. Is this a master's program? Yeah. As someone who, I guess had, it depends on the college, but does it though? I thought hood. I thought, I thought hood was typically masters. It was like depending on your major. I don't know. I'm trying to think of dating what we had. There was probably some kind of color. Maybe it's on your tassel at UD, but I don't know. <sighs> well, you know what? As someone that worked pretty hard for a hood, and you also mm-hmm. as someone who worked hard for a hood, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I if that's what that was, I'm Nancy. If that's really what that college does, that's fine. But I think you were trying to judge things up for the visual. Or whoever was the um, costume designer. Then just have one line. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you finally made it out of undergrad and your master's program. Or, oh, I'm glad you're finally graduating. You decide to hang around and get that master's. That's all I want. Acknowledge Mm. it, Nancy. Acknowledge it. And then secondly. he's too young for that. And then secondly, or the thirdly, the thing Mm -hmm. that bothered me. I cannot see a graduation scene. And this is like, it bothered me. It's just pointing out, I cannot see a graduation scene with having a uh, like flashback to our graduation. Mm-hmm. And I always remember how drunk I was at graduation. At graduation. I was drinking during graduation. Ew. I snuck beers in. Mm. I had a professor later that I stopped to talk to her during graduation. I went back to see her and she was like, you were really drunk at graduation. You smelled mm. like a bottle of whiskey. I'm like, well, that's probably because I was drinking whiskey right before coming Ugh. out. So uh, I just want to point that out that I can't see a graduation scene without having some flashback to... Did your parents come down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Dad drove... My dad threw me and my roommates in the back of his pickup truck, and that's how we, we got to graduation in the bed of a pickup truck. Wow. Uh, I walked in with a gallon of water and a solo cup filled to the top with Kahlua and uh, Bailey's. Oh, yeah. 
I was almost late because we were so hungry on the way to graduation. We stopped in the Burger King and got stuck in the drive-through. Oh, was it one of those like concrete? Yeah, things? you couldn't get out. I was like, "Fuck!" And then we got there, and I wasn't drunk, but the guy in front of me, Eric, who's now a high school teacher. Um, had an algae and I kept stealing it to drink sips of water because I was like, oh, I'm parched. It's hot in here. And um, our little English major was so small. It was like Laura and Joe sat next to each other. We knew everybody. It was so funny to be just there. What I did at the same graduation as you just further up or mm-hmm. the, were you guys in the back? We were like in the middle. We were in the middle. Okay. Then maybe we were right near each other. Yeah. I brought a gallon of water in. That's a good and idea. And we were just passing it. And we were just passing it up and down the yeah. biz, like this whole row. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew me because big surprise, I'm a talker and most people are friends with like, but the people that don't like me really mm-hmm. don't. And there were like two guys that all through the program just had a uh, burr up their ass for me. And I remember one, mm. I was just being real talkative and get, handing the water out. And he's like, just sit down and shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm no. like, oh, no, man, I'm drunk. We're all having a good time. He's like, no, I'm going to knock you the fuck out, man. If you don't shut the... And he just started wow. yelling at me. And of course, I just kept talking. And so he eventually <laughs> calmed down. But yeah, uh, long story short to anyone out there listening who has a graduation coming up for college at some point... Just bring a gallon jug of water, a whole gallon, and everyone will love you. And a whole bunch of straws. A lot of well, you're just <laughs> going at it. I yeah. lit- Sarah, I literally walked in with cargo pants on under my uh, gown or whatever you call it. Uh-huh. Full, I probably had four beers in there and then some Jeez. shots. A- my buddy AJ and I cracked beers in the d- after we got our degrees. We cracked beers and sat there drinking them. Wow. Yeah. Ugh, and then we left the next day for Daytona. I in every graduation I seen I see in a movie like this mm-hmm. I flash back to that moment and when I see that people aren't visibly drunk getting their diplomas I go that is not a graduation <laughs> this is this is a fallacy Show although me a how awful would it be to have an outdoor graduation <sighs> it's like they do that in movies oh all the I time. had OSU I had one I was oh, in the horseshoe yeah. it was terrible and it's like oh, why yeah Ugh. hot yeah and if weather turns. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm with you. My when you- sister graduated from Centerville, and they had such a freaking huge graduating class that they graduated in the Nutter Center at Wright State. Oh, wow. Because it's so big. Yeah, Fish performed there. What? Fish performed there. Oh, yes. I took your husband. Yes. It was great. He bought a he bought a water, or we saw a, a cooler full of dildos being sold. <laughs> he did not buy a dildo. No, no, he didn't. I he thought he bought a water saw. for a second, but no, we, we saw that. <laughs> yes. Well, I never thought of Nancy Myers. As anything other than the woman who made these romantic comedies that were very well, you know, produced and lit and perfect. But then I started thinking about as good as it gets and it's complicated and a lot of them that she does, even what women want, as being adult basically adult rom-coms and my former boss when i worked at fountain point loved nancy myers because she said that she like got women who were over 60 basically or over 50 and was like she knows and she loved as good as it gets because she could really understand the characters and finally something for us and Uh, seeing an actual adult relationship on the screen. And this is a woman who's like 
well, I'm writing my autobiography. You know, she's a very dramatic Wonderful. woman. When the Tonys, when the Tony Awards were happening, she came flying over in her golf cart and was like, the Tonys, and had an old hat and cane that she was whipping <laughs> she around. Props. Yes, that oh. she had found in her house. I was like, the Tonys are on tonight. Oh my I'm like, God. you may have satellite TV, but we don't have cable here, and we don't know. <laughs> we're keeping this hotel afloat while you go watch the Tony Awards. <laughs> well, I'll be getting drunk on Chardonnay. <laughs> no, one big glass of vodka. <laughs> and a lot of cigarettes that's it that's it for her god she was a real she was just an amazing you've talked person. about her a few times and she sounds She's like amazing. a hellcat oh my gosh what a unique individual and she was a huge nancy myers fan so now i always have that lens mm. On my, on my movie watching and apparently she's not alone because i was looking at awards that this movie has been um nominated for and it was nominated for three golden globes which it won none of but then i'm really worried you're gonna, here's okay before you announce it what what i'm picturing you're gonna say is something like like women over 60 film yes. film institute oh my god go the aarp movies for grown-ups Shut awards Shut up oh. not even kidding <laughs> movies for grown-ups award it won for best supporting actor alec baldwin best screenplay nancy myers best comedy and then it was nominated for best actress best grown-up love story and best director Yes. Best grown-up love story? Best grown-up love story. And then there's another series of awards that it was nominated for. It's crazy. Where is it? So now it's also uh, the Alliance of Women Film Journalists. It was uh, a winner for Best Depiction of Nudity, Sexuality, or Seduction. It won. And then it was a winner for Actress Defying Age and Ageism for Meryl Streep. It was also nominated for the Women's Image Award and Outstanding Achievement by a Woman in the Film Industry. So That's my old boss is not alone. Apparently not. In It's like people are finally like, finally there's a woman of our age being depicted naturally in in to set to set kind of some perspective too for what you're you're putting out there for this like the a the a rp best movies for grown up awards mm-hmm. of, like i'm looking at the 2017 list they don't just pick like gar- you know just like movies out of nowhere like mm-hmm. In 2017, it was like Get Out and Lady Bird and Shape of Water. Like it's mimic some of these that I've looked at while you're talking mimic the Oscars and their nominations, hmm. meaning that AARP <laughs> thinks that it's complicated is an Oscar caliber yeah. film of sorts. Or you can take it as these are the only roles in which people are over a certain age <laughs> and depicted in film. So by default. And perhaps. In 2017, there are more because maybe we're getting a little bit broader in our um, depiction of humanity. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Old people have to be in some movies, I guess. It's like they're trying to find people. And, I mean, you always hear about women over 50 in Hollywood being pretty much out. You know, it's like Meryl Streep has every role, which is really funny because she's in this movie having all the roles. But... I don't know. I'm seeing more women over 
over yeah. 40. Yeah. Now. You know what? I guess, I guess thinking of some of the smaller things in this movie that they did, I can see how it would appeal as you get older. Like when oh, she, definitely. she went and saw the plastic surgeon, mm-hmm. but just like she wanted, she had like a, uh, saggy eyelid yeah but she was like only one eye and he's like well they're both exactly the same and then did you mm-hmm. see the scene after that she runs into alec baldwin in the in the elevator, the elevator. and if you and watch her hand oh yeah she's holding she's up holding her back eyelid. the one eyelid. she does that throughout the movie oh does she when she the whole starts movie? talking to somebody if she's talking to them long enough she starts lifting no. that eyelid up i only yeah. picked up on it on the one scene yeah oh that's just fantastic brian's grandma had that surgery and she claims it is a cosmetic surgery but she claims that she was having trouble seeing and then all of the cousins were like yeah right she just wanted to get her eyes lift you know her eyes fixed or whatever but apparently it is a thing i did like her reaction to you'll have headaches for six months and then it's basically just two scenes of her laughing howling (laughs) i had to get out of there so fast yeah i mean it's fucking ridiculous People are obsessed with being young. Well, I could see that eye thing in a functional way. Like you're saying, Brian's grandma, maybe it's getting in her field of mm-hmm. vision. And I just think I'd ever be... I know it's different for guys, but, but yeah. I just don't... I think I'd just be too lazy to go through. Well, I'm cheap, too. Yeah. So I'd never pay for something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the closest I ever got is, like, my fingernail. I put it... My finger, I put it through a table saw, so the nail grows in two pieces. It's super gross. Mm-hmm. Um a friend's wife who's a surgeon said, oh, you could probably get that fixed through plastic surgery. Hmm. And I thought about looking into it and then I'm like, well, why? Like it's my yeah, hand, but two, but two, it's like in keeping with the aging thing, I can look down and go like, no, this mm-hmm. is, this is a battle scar. Mm-hmm. You earn this by being yeah. a dumb dumb. And every time I go to be a dumb dumb, I end up looking down at my hand before I do something. Yeah. And I see it and I go, oh no, it's a warning. Sign. You got, lu- exactly. Yeah. You got lucky once. Yeah. Don't do it again. Well, and I think your body shows your life and it's like apparently kim kardashian doesn't smile very much because she doesn't want to get smile lines oh i'd love to have smile lines and i'm like fuck you like don't you want to live yeah and like i have made the choice not to color my hair i did it for about two years i was like this is too expensive and Laura and I have both my friend Laura have decided not to color our hair and my other friend Laura too all, the all three of us haven't don't color our hair and I'm just like well screw it and maybe someday I'll break and decide to color it but and that's your problem I was talking to Emma about it and it's like I don't want to look 25 I'm 35 like Every year that you live should be, you should be happy you are alive. Yeah. Like, you know, and I get like people are afraid of death and, and afraid of age, especially, especially people in Hollywood. And apparently with some very real consequences that you don't get cast in things. And, you know, like Tom Cruise is in the new Top Gun, but Kelly McGillis was not even approached because she looks like a 65 year old woman. And she's like, I'm not sad about that. I'm just going to be who I am. I've lived in this body long enough to not want to go through the pain of being rejected for what I look like. And it's like, yeah, just accept yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that certainly like Meryl Streep's reaction to that would hit home with women of a certain age who really are not ever spoken of or spoken for in Hollywood. So I think this movie reverberates for 
Well, then it did. Women. It did have a couple funny lines too about her making Alec Baldwin like turn away. Yeah, and I did. I did laugh when it's she, different when things, things are like when standing, you're laying down. When, yeah. yeah, and when you stand up, I thought yeah. that was. I thought that was pretty funny. And as and someone kinda... who's had kids, it is too. And I'm sure it'll only get worse. <laughs> but it's it's so true. Yeah. And in this movie, he's playing someone her age, but in reality, he's actually nine years younger than her. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he just turned 61, I believe. So imagine this. Alec Baldwin, in real life, had just, after this movie, had just met his future wife, Hilaria Baldwin. And between then and now, they have had four children. Jesus Christ. So he is 61, and he has a child who is like June's age, who's like two. Wow. You imagine? No, I can't imagine having a kid at thirty-five. Yeah, you know, like much less. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy. So he is literally living that storyline. <laughs> wow. Uh, I I when I was watching this movie, I was texting around and, and was asking like a couple of people, like, okay, well, Mary Mary Fuck Hill, mm-hmm. Krasinski, Baldwin, uh, Steve Martin, mm. and there was one answer that pretty much everyone gave. Do you, want to, do you want to give your answer first to see if it matches up? Mine would probably be Mary Steve Martin, fuck Krasinski, kill Baldwin. That's exactly what everyone said. Huh. And no one even hesitated. Really? Yeah, which I thought was interesting. I thought Baldwin would, I really thought would he'd skew better. higher. Yeah. Hmm. I think I would agree. You're marrying Steve Martin 10 times out of He's 10. He's so good. But I at least thought Baldwin The only would thing I would switch is maybe I would marry Krasinski. Mm, but I yeah. would still kill Baldwin. Yeah, but see, Martin, is, he has so many talents. He can yeah. entertain no matter what. Yeah. One night, maybe you're jo- joking around. The next night, he's Older playing music. Man. Yeah. yeah. God, you want to talk about aging well? Hmm. Steve Martin did that thing that yeah. some guys have well. where you you get all the looking old out of the way early. You and know, then like he you just gr- look the same, the same. forever. Yeah. yeah. He looks great. Yeah. He still looks Richard great. Richard Gere did that too. Richard Gere's another great mm-hmm. example. I think Alec Baldwin looks better now than he did in this movie. I'd agree. He's his hair is salt and pepper and he's much thinner and he looks good. Through this movie, because you just said that Alec Baldwin looks better now. He does. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked terrible in this movie. He didn't movie. look great. He didn't have the right color. And I thought for a big chunk of this movie that that was going to be a plot element. Oh. And then when they're uh, about to have sex one time mm-hmm. and they and he acts like he's having a heart attack and they have to call a doctor, mm-hmm. my head went to, oh, they've been setting this up the whole time. Alec Baldwin is going to have a massive heart attack oh. and die in the bulk of this movie. This was like probably a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. The rest of the two thirds of the movie will be Meryl Streep dealing with the grief and then dealing with moving on. It was Steve Martin. I was like, that's going to be a story that could be interesting. Hmm. And I think that could have, that's genuinely true. That could have worked. That's really what I thought the movie was going to be because Hmm. Alec Baldwin looked oddly sweaty at times in this movie. (laughs) I mean, like he looked purposely unwell. Like you said, his color looked a little off. I was sure that was going to be a plot line. I think he had a rough spray tan or something because the scene when he tries to seduce her and puts the computer in his crotch area Mm -hmm. and is just lying on her bed naked. I could see on his belly almost like streaks, like, like, like a spray tan (laughs) gone bad, if that makes sense. And then I don't understand it. Apparently he was on Letterman, according to IMDb and told David Letterman that he had a body double for all of his sex scenes. And I'm like, 
when when because all i see is your big body like you saw his, you, you saw his butt for like half okay, a so second maybe that but other than that double. you're right like but it's like what are you first of all what are you hiding who cares he pops that I mean, shirt whatever. off with a reckless abandon. Yeah, he's like naked a good amount of time in a in a way that he can't. You can't have hide. a body double. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why? If you're doing this, why do you care about the other? Yeah. Where'd you know. draw the line? But maybe it's contractual. I don't know. Because if he does it for this movie, then the one who did it in another movie, like. Yeah. If you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> he's, you, gonna, he's gonna want you, the Alec Baldwin. If you butt. show your hairy butt, you're gonna have to do it <laughs> in every movie. You have to go full front. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, um, the new hit children's book. If Alec Baldwin goes full frontal, then <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna wanna. It's a real your paycheck roller coaster ride. Yeah, I mean, he just shows so much skin, and f- literally his full body, except for where the computer is on his crotch. Like, why do you need a body double? I don't know. Going back to what I was saying, tell me. <laughs> that that isn't a movie you want to see, though. I know. Because then that puts Meryl Streep in yeah. a position like you like seeing her act, where there's a little bit, it still mm-hmm. could be a romantic a comedy. A sadness. Yeah, but there's a severity there. Mm-hmm. You get to Steve, see, you would get to see Steve Martin do comedic, but also serious, which he can do mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. You get to see the kids dealing with that push and pull grief of like, well, they, they were divorced. Mm-hmm. They weren't together. Like she's And still... what if Lake Bell is pregnant? <sighs> Or something. Tell me that's not a better movie, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I thought this was going to be. And yeah. when, when Alec Baldwin lived past that scene, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> not that I, I love Alec Baldwin. I think he's he's comedic. He's fantastic. Yeah. But I, the thing I, is, I, felt... I don't know if he grew up at all. No, this no, he did This is not didn't. a building's woman for him No, not one bit. All. No, no. Whereas it is for her. I think this may be our first female building's woman. Do you think so? Because she, it's like she's at a place where she's finally doing this for herself. It's like been 10 years since the divorce. She's finally doing what she wants with this addition onto her house. Mm. She has a successful business, but she does not have a man in her life. And then Alec Baldwin comes back in and she's fiddle farting around with his, you know, immature butt. And she has to grow up kind of. And... It's like she knows she needs to, but she's still kind of enraptured by him or something. And then she finally realizes like this isn't this isn't good. See, maybe that's why I kind of had feelings during this movie that it wasn't. It's pro- I'm probably not going to give it a very high romantic comedy yeah. score. Because, and maybe that's why, because it felt more like a, a growth story for her and like. Steve Martin was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played a role, but it was less that he was the romantic interest and more just showing her that there's stuff out there other than going back to Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. if that makes much sense. I yeah. mean, that's kind of how I was seeing it. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll go through the elements and whatnot. And that she but... really doesn't need him. It's like she closes that chapter. Yeah. Entirely. In, finally. Yeah. Like no. really closes it shut. Yeah. And then again, like it, kind of leaves the door open for Steve Martin, but that's less of a like her and Steve Martin story. I think mm-hmm. and more of a her moving on story. Yeah. And Steve Martin just happens to be well, if there. If we think about Nancy Myers though, maybe she is the female auteur of the building. She's, she's the Coen brothers of female rom-coms or not Coen. Uh, the Fairley brothers. She's the Fairley. Yeah. Nancy Myers is the Fairley brothers of female romantic. Comedies. Yeah. Like it seems like it because and as good as it gets, it's Diane Keaton trying to figure out Jack Nicholson. 
and good, good way I'm to like, stick the Nick, landing on. which one is it Nick, nicholson um <laughs> jack, jack st nicholas <laughs> jack nicholson and um in the holiday it's the two rom-com situation but it's two women figuring out their shit oh yeah that know? really was a buildings roman yeah we, for we both figured of out. them yeah and you know this movie and what women want is more of a farcical screwball comedy but uh, something's got to give I, i'm not fam- I, I haven't seen that one but that's, that's what i was talking about the oh. jack nicholson oh, oh okay sorry oh no wait no something's got to give and as good as it gets are two different things they are two different things Oh shit! Oh yeah, as one good has as it, Greg Kinnear. As it. good as it gets, doesn't seem to be an Anti Myers. Oops! Something's got to give. Something's got to give. That's whole, what I'm trying to say. Someone's been yelling. Someone's yelling this at me. Yeah. Sorry. They've, you've been yelling this whole episode. We heard you. We <laughs> heard you. We apologize. Me mostly. Um. So maybe she is that. She is that female counterpart, and I think she gives females a voice, especially underrepresented older females. Who go to a shitload of movies. So she's no wonder she does so well. You know what we should do next? What? Can we do one of the father of the... Not necessarily next, but at some point. Father of the Red? One, either one or two. I'll do either. Because if one. you're... Because ta- two, two was Nancy Myers. Well, both of them are Nancy Myers. Yeah. But two is an older woman having a baby. If you want to talk about really focusing on... Mm. Okay, I'm just saying I would love to do another Steve I Martin. I don't see either of Roxanne. those as rom-coms. They so. might, that's what we're here to find out, Sarah. Maybe it is. Mm. Maybe you've just never seen it through the lens. Mm. I mean, I guess we have to start to think about is a rom-com a rom-com because it has romance and comedy in it? Or is a rom-com a rom-com because it tells a story of boy meets girl? You know? I guess we do have to start answering that. Maybe delving into some of these fringe romantic comedies may be the best way to answer that. Yeah, because Nancy Myers is known as one of the, you know... Quintessential. Pillars of rom-coms. But I wouldn't say that her rom-com stories are necessarily particularly boy meets girlish other than The Holiday. I forgot that Martin Short was in Father of the Bride. What? Yeah. Every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you, George Banks. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. I've seen that movie. I don't even know how many times. I felt so bad last year because Steve Martin was touring mm-hmm. with Martin Short. Oh. And my mom didn't, e- I didn't even know they were doing it. The Steve Martin Short tour. Yeah, I think that was probably what it was called. <laughs> uh and my, I didn't even know it was happening. And then the day of the show, my mom was like, well, I think I might go down and try to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you would have ever told me that this was going on, it. I would have gladly bought it. Because yeah. she, she refuses to go to things now unless it's a good seat. And I get her attitude. It's like, if I'm going to take the time to go all the way down there and it's just me. Oh, is that the one at the phrase? She did go to something at the, she went to Tony Bennett at the Tony phrase Bennett. by herself. Yeah. But that's her attitude. It's like, I'm probably going to go by myself. I can get one ticket. I'm not going to sit in the rafters by myself. Right. I want to be close. But I said to her, like, I would have eased, I would have been willing to drop a couple hundred dollars a ticket to go for me and you to go see Steve Martin and Martin Short. Mm-hmm. And of course, by day of, it was only resellers. And it was like 500 mm-hmm. a ticket. Ooh. And I'm like, I love you, mom, but that's a thousand dollars for a night. There. And she was like, yeah, that's stupid. So mm-hmm. That would have been a fun one to see. I wanted to live in Pasadena, California because of Father of the Bride. Because it was set 
in Pasadena. And it just looked so idyllic and beautiful. And and then the Rose Parade is in Pasadena. And that's a bucket list thing I've always wanted to do. Because I freaking hate, especially when I was younger, really hated winter. And then I would watch the Rose Parade on New Year's Day and be like, oh, California looks so nice. And I love that everything is made of flowers. Like everything has to be organic material on those floats. And apparently it smells amazing. And I just want to go. You know, you can volunteer to help build the floats. I mean, I'd love to do that. I have a friend whose parents owned a flower shop up in Michigan. And Mm -hmm. that was their life dream to do what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but also to go beforehand and volunteer to help do a float. Mm -hmm. And they volunteered and they helped put one of the floats together. And it's really like, I think you can just do it as a regular person. Mm -hmm. And they just give you, you know, like it's all designed and put this here and that. That would be interesting. That would be really I fun. would probably do... I, I'm not enamored with parades. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a big parade guy. Mm-hmm. But I think that I would like be a parades. fun story to have. You, you've sent pictures of dog parades recently. I can't believe you. The, at the majesty and the pageantry. And you don't like parades? Maybe I do love parades. I mean, come on. Actually, when I do go to a parade, I have a really good time. Yeah. yeah maybe I am a parade guy. I mean, I'd love to go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, mm. too. Except it's gotten so weird lately. Just corporate. Yeah, and like all these Broadway shows and stuff and the balloons. I don't know. Not great. But the Rose Bowl, the Rose Parade has kept its integrity. And I want to go and I want to smell all those beautiful flowers. And the magistry. Magistry. <laughs> Majesty of the pageantry. Experience the magic of floats before they make their debut in the 2019 Rose Parade. During the final stages of preparation, a variety of seed bark, fruits, vegetables, mm. grasses, and coarse flowers are being applied to the floats by experienced professionals as well as hardworking volunteers. Mm. And then there's an application below for you to volunteer for different things. But isn't it the 2020 because it's New Year's Day? 2020 parade? Well, this is probably last year's. They probably right. got the application updated. Gotta get it ready. I'm just... Cha. I'm reading you the tournament of road. You didn't even know this was a possibility. I'm giving you a gift, and somehow you're, 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 you're. <laughs> I that would be fun. They're showing pictures. Oh, hey, 127 days, six hours, 11 minutes, and 20 seconds hey. until the Rose Bowl parade. Have you Rose seen pic- parade? Have you seen Rose Bowl pic- parade? Uh, Rose parade. Rose parade. Rose parade. Have you seen photos of them building them? Like Al Roker usually goes down so. there. Yeah, it is bonkers. I know. I really like it. I like constructing things too. I like Ikea furniture, shit like that. Maybe, was it origami? Oh, wait, last year, wasn't OSU in the Rose Bowl this year? Maybe. Ah, that would have been the year to do it. Yeah. Ah, well, we'll see. Shit. I do have one minor thing that we have not mentioned, and it's a very tiny scene, but I do want to get to it before we do the elements of yep. romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she greets Steve Martin at the door and she's high, mm. and she pulls a piece of pie from behind <laughs> the door, or a piece of cake. cake from behind the door, I felt that so <laughs> bad. And not because I like like being high, but I love cake that much that I was like, if a woman answered the door and just magically pulled cake from nowhere. She's just answering it, giggling, yeah. and then the hand that was holding the door suddenly has cake, cake in it. And then, oh she tur- and then she turns t- towards Steve Martin in a weird, and they, they do like Would a weird you like kiss. A piece? But they do like a weird kiss. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> and that cake is good. I was like, yeah, Steve, get in there. So funny. Like he goes with it. Yeah. 
He's never. He's a yes. He's a yes, yes and. and. Yeah. yeah. So either Which way, that great. was. That he was, thinks it's weird, but he's still gonna. That was go the biggest laugh I got in the movie. Because yeah. again, if a woman answered the door high, but with cake, I would be kind of terrified, but also <laughs> so intrigued. Just like, yeah. I don't know where this ride's going. Yeah. I can't see the 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 uh, rails on this roller coaster, but mm-hmm. I know it's going somewhere fun, and I'm just hanging on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they then both smoke. And giggle all there all the way to the party. <laughs> I guess that's why it got the R rating, because oh, drug use, drug use that didn't have negative consequences. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. So, so if you want the PG thirteen, you have to show it was, negative consequences. Yeah, because so, it was lighthearted and didn't have any negative I did, consequences. I had no clue that was a thing. Yeah. Oh my lord. That's crazy. That's huh? ridiculous. Marijuana. Oh my lord. Let's talk some elements. All right. The meat cute. We don't see Alec Baldwin in hers. Yeah. Because I guess it would be Steve Martin. I like that meet cute though. Yeah. Because he keeps showing, talking to the other architects. Yeah, they're showing her the plans for her dream kitchen mm-hmm. and everything that she goes. Well, I love that you did this. He's, He's like, like, yeah, that, that was, was that was Steve. Whatever his name is. That was Steve yeah. Martin. Yeah, that was Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, and I like that you have the window here, uh, Steve Martin. Yeah, I think we have to stick with him as the romantic, the romantic lead. I'd agree because. Baldwin's kind of a dark horse. Well, Baldwin's what's pulling her away from Steve Martin. Yeah. And at one point, Steve Martin even says, like, if you're interested in someone else, let me know because I'm not emotionally I'm capable not of handling that. that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd agree with that 100%. Yeah. Well, so the, then, go ahead. It, well, if you were going to call it a romantic comedy and use the, the string, mm-hmm. you know, like we're arguing, then yeah, it has to be. Yeah. It makes no sense. And his is the meat cute. Yeah. And the conflict is that she's fucking around with her ex. Yeah. And montage she has like a cooking one doesn't she where she's in the bakery oh well it's not a montage yeah yeah yeah. they have they have her in the bakery and then also that the it's not really a montage i guess the montage of them making the chocolate croissants oh yeah croissants I really believe that they just turned the camera on and were like, all right, make croissants. I, I bet there was no acting there. I bet it was just two <laughs> awesome people having fun. I guarantee you that had to just be them goofing. It, think so? it, it generally looked like they were having a good time. Yeah. They're I really, really good actors. They are, but they're both also probably awesome people to hang out with. Yeah. Oh, who would, that's the question that I wanted to ask you. And now it can come up. What? If all the leading women in romantic comedies that we have talked about, mm-hmm. who would you want to hang out with the most? And is it Meryl Streep? Hmm. Who do you think you'd have the most fun hanging out with? That's a tough one. Do you want me to really cut to the I real think question? I'm Kate Winslet. Oh, okay. She just seems so relatable and smart. Okay. And body positive and closer to my age. Well, then let me ask you what the question I was really wanting to ask is. All right. Who would you rather hang out with as far as romantic comedy leading ladies, Meryl Streep or Cher? Ooh, that's tough. Isn't that a good one? Because you're having a great time, but two different times. Yeah. Cher is so high maintenance and nutty and eccentric. But you go out with Cher, you're having a night you will tell people about for the rest of your life. Meryl Streep, but I think I you're think also telling But I think you could have a better heart-to-heart with Meryl Streep. She seems like a much more normal mm. person off-screen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, she she is more accessible, maybe? Mm-hmm. Not and that Cher's not, but Cher's just so 
huge. I feel like Cher has a bigger ego. Man, I don't know. For me, it's a for me, it's a toss up. I think either would be awesome. Yeah. But again, in two very different ways. Yeah. Because again, like Cher's well, getting you mostly a singer. Yeah. And the others. Well, mostly they both have Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. So they're both actors. Right, but I get when what you saying, think yeah. of who they are. You walk through the short north with Cher, you're getting into something. Yeah, but also I think she'd have so many millions of people wanting to talk to her. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, man, it's hard. I want to say Cher's so bad, but then mm-hmm. Meryl's so much fun. Oh, well. I'll think about that one. That's a tough one. Okay, so we have our meet cute. Meet cute. Montage. Conflict, montage. Maybe a cooking. Yeah, like there's yeah. cooking montage of some type. Yeah. I think there's a building or like an architect montage when they're like toward the end when she's like moved on or whatever. Mm. Um, she has a couple of sassy side friends. Her girl, Oh, yeah, a whole gaggle. Her, her girlfriends. Rita Wilson. Mm. I can't think of like a specific like back to reality speech other than when they're in that. I think it was group. more. I think it was more like they're like she. Yours. It almost felt like she more gave the back reality speech kind of to herself when she was talking to her kids about what was going on. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like she she had her revelatory moment out loud. It wasn't like someone mm-hmm. shaking her awake. I guess, or maybe. I mean, you could almost make kind of the argument Steve Martin being like, if I'm not, if this isn't serious, I'm not messing around with right. this. But eh, that's just that's kind of a stretch. Yeah. What do you think? I guess we really didn't have one. But the question is, this is in my notes, I remember. Is it worse morally to have an affair with your ex who's married to someone else? Or is it somehow less bad? Than if it was just a normal affair and you had no, if if it's someone you had a prior connection with. No, like your ex-husband. Yeah. Not just someone you had a prior connection with. Like, is it worse to have had an affair with your ex-husband or just with a random dude who you've had no history with? That's a tough one. Because yeah. my my knee jerk reaction is to say it's less worse when it's with like an ex husband, mm-hmm. but then you kind of think about it in a in a broader context, like if if who they're with and all that, and that you've asked them to be trusting of you and your ex probably around each other, mm-hmm. ensuring them that nothing's going you on. You have a and lot then, of history. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're kind of betraying that trust. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I think she's okay morally is that. He's the thing her. started with an affair oh. to begin with. So she already, Lake Bell already had an affair with Alec Baldwin to start their relationship. So she doesn't really have any moral high ground in yeah. the situation, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like they met after he and Meryl got divorced or something. Like they got divorced because he ran away with her. Man, that is a tough question. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. She... Mm-hmm. Tit for tat, she's getting what she right. doled out. But I don't know. That's I would feel because maybe you like shouldn't be doing this. You've already been down that road, you know. But Alec Baldwin did make a good. I thought he made a decent argument in a way of saying, you know, the reason it could work at that point 
was think of all the things that pushed us apart. No time, stress, mm-hmm. you know, life, kids, all that. He's like, we're done with all that. All the things that pulled us apart, like the core of what between us was good. It was all this other stuff that made it bad. And now that other stuff is gone. So mm-hmm. maybe this is, maybe the timing is work. Maybe this is but the time also to try it. pissed me off too. Cause it was like, <laughs> why couldn't you deal with, shit then it's like he couldn't take responsibility for his own life yeah well he could and he yeah. can't again he was like immature. when things get hard he runs and it's just so immature <laughs> you're not a big fan of immature men well, fuck that <laughs> like grow up everybody has to <laughs> not interested in someone not taking responsibility for their actions the end. The end. <laughs> okay, what else do we got? The jobs of the protagonist Architect. are so classic. The architect, baker, lawyer. Yeah, baker. And has her own bakery that somehow competes with Panera and Starbucks. And the levity. There's a lot of levity. There's a oh, lot yeah, of... the whole movie is just playful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very bubbly. What about location? Is it where is it supposed to be taking place? I thought it was maybe like outside San Francisco. It's definitely California. It's definitely we're that California. F- we're there. But if the house in reality is set in Thousand Oaks, where the hell is Thousand Oaks? I thought you said East Coast. In reality, the actual house is Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks, California. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm looking at a map. I don't know maps. Simi Valley? That's outside LA. Well, then that's it. That's Thousand there you Oaks. Go. So, Southern California then. Hmm. Well, okay. The hills of California. Hmm. Okay, no precocious child in it, I wouldn't say. No. She has Mm-mm. children, but none of them just are particularly Pedro. precocious. <laughs> and Pedro's just kind of a wiener <laughs> a little bit. Just a five-year-old, being a five-year-old. Soundtrack? Yeah, there's some great songs on the soundtrack. Well, first of all, it's Hans Zimmer, who's the composer, Mm. who does all of Nancy Meyer's films. They're like besties. And then there's um, Benny and the Jets, Rebel Rebel. Oh, yeah, when they're walking Um, into, yeah. Don't Do Me Like That, Judy Blue Eyes. And then two songs that I have a particular connection to. One is... Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. My mama said. Mama said. Mama said. Yeah, so good. Mm. I think about that all the time. Whenever there's like a rough situation, I'm like, yeah. Mama said. Did your mama ever say there'd be days like this? Oh yeah, for sure. And then another one that really struck me in high school, and even like early college, like probably more high school though, like wanting to be with the person. And not being able to like spend the night with them or not being able to spend as much time as I wanted with them was oh, the Beach Boys. Say, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be, be nice, nice if we were older? Then we wouldn't have to wait so long. And that, oh man, I just totally like loved that song and that sentiment. And I was like, yeah, wouldn't it be nice? It would be nice. It would be nice. <laughs> Wishing your life away. You know, even when Brian and I were dating, like, his parents never allowed us to stay in the same room or the same bed or anything. And I remember being like, it's going to be so nice. And I'm like, you're annoying me. You snore. It's not that nice. You're annoying me. <laughs> like, it all changes. 
Like, wouldn't it be nice to sleep alone in a dark room by myself with nobody waking me up? <laughs> I'll I should write a song called <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice, it be nice to, to be alone <laughs> in my own bed with no one else? <laughs> I'd <laughs> get some blackout curtains and a sound machine. <laughs> no one would even know that I am there. ba da da I could lay in the bed like a starfish and no, no one, one has to snore or touch me. Wouldn't it be nice? Yes. It's so, yeah. It's the musings of a 35-year-old versus a 25-year-old. Uh. Oh, man, you, you brought me such joy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh man but yeah good so soundtrack like overall soundtrack. Yeah, yeah i thought it was good Hans i responded to it <laughs> Hans zimmer made some good choices you know what's funny until you started listing those songs i i was gonna say i don't remember there really being a soundtrack but then as you listed the songs yeah. i was like oh yeah wait that was that scene that mm -hmm. was that scene okay there's yeah, some yeah. good ones in there okay and um you know i think you, Nancy Myers really does it well. She wrote this movie. She directed this movie. She produced this movie. She, knew what she, she movie is to be. doing it. It's like she is an author in the <laughs> classical sense of the word. What else do we do? We have anything else on there? The subgenre adult romantic comedy. But it almost has screwball elements too. Yeah, like the Alec scene Baldwin's when they're. Going, yeah, that, and they're going into the hotel at different times, and John Krasinski's seeing them. Um, the smoking pot. John, the... John Krasinski wearing a girl's clothing yes. when he wakes up because he was cold. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that silliness. <laughs> yeah, I could go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more, it's also like we had a question mark, like a relationship com comedy, like a relationship. I don't know that I'd call this genre. one that, though, because, again, it was really more of like a Bildungs Roma. Roma. And I mean, yeah. it was like Steve Martin was a placeholder for something other than Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Like, it really, I don't think there really was he much was of a relationship. was the embodiment of moving on. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I'd call it that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were there any cameos? <laughs> Not that I remember. I can't think Nothing of anything. jumping out to me. Maybe there was like a secret dinner guest. Maybe, but I doubt it. Or something. No, I don't think there really were. Learning slash self-discovery. I mean, her, yeah, her, her her learning to stand on her own two feet again. Mm -hmm. Even after 10 years. What was the length of this movie? This movie was two hours and one minute. So it's oh, a little, little on long. the high end. Yeah. And I did think, I'm not going to lie, I I think it drug a little in parts. Yeah. Like, it, it could have been a tight 145 and it wouldn't have yeah. lost all that much. But, yeah, so it's on the, but most, I'm looking at the Nancy Myers stuff, the holiday when we did it was 218. Mm -hmm. Something's got to give is 213. Mm -hmm. I mean, her stuff comes in on the higher end. Oh, yeah. So. I like that she plays up the comedy a lot, though. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of exposition or, you know, kind of groveling in your feelings stuff. Yeah. It moves fairly quick and the and the scenes that she does keep in are usually for comedic effect mm. i like it yeah yeah all right so how do you feel about this movie being a rom-com i i i am on a scale of one to ten mm -hmm. again one being not at all a rom-com ten being quintessential and would i show this this to a movie and not if i like it just show how much of a rom-com I showed this to an alien. He showed this down. to a movie. I showed this to the a movie, movie and alien. Won't do anything. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. 
I'll give it like a seven. Really? Yeah, because I mean, it, it is. I was expecting it, you to go lower. No, I'm not. I mean, because I was leaning towards six point five, but then I knew that you would convince me to move it higher, so I'm ju- I'm skipping that step huh. um, and going to seven. Cause, I mean, it is a romantic comedy, I guess, but it really is more like Meryl Streep, like I said, or like you were saying, kind of discovering herself. Yeah. And that Steve Martin, while he's the love interest, he really is just he's he's there. He could be. He could have plunked in another character, another per. I mean, it, it, he's just a placeholder. Yeah, he's my, not necessarily head. also developing anything. Yeah, and he's good in and it. And they're not necessarily developing anything together. Yeah, and I mean, it's enjoyable to it's enjoyable to see, but I think it's really more just Meryl Streep's journey, kind of in the same way that you the some of the Fairly Brothers ones mm-hmm. that we've done, you thought were more. Yeah, well, I was gonna say I think I gave. Uh, a shallow how like a 6.5 i think something like that yeah we and i feel like that's probably around where this is for that same reason you know you end up with the person at the end mm. we think in this we assume because they go inside all chummy but we don't know there's much more definitive answer in shallow how so i mean you could argue 6.5 because of that. Well, now you're talking it's me more, down. I thought you were going to convince me to go up. All right. <laughs> I should have held fast to well, what I, I thought wanted you were to do. going even lower. I, no, I mean, it is, it is, it has the romantic comedy elements, but it's not, I mean, I'd show so many more before this. Yeah. Like, I think Fever Pitch is a better example of like hitting romantic comedy elements for me than this is, to be perfectly honest. Hmm. Yeah. Fever Pitch or Summer Catch? Either. Because you gave Fever Pitch like a 9.5 or something. Yeah, because Fever Pitch is awesome. So I don't think you, that's a good example of, I would show that before. Of course you would show that before. Yeah, because Fever Pitch is great. (laughs) I want to work Fever Pitch into as many conversations (laughs) as I can. Ever since I've watched it, I've been riding on Cloud 9 and not that many people have seen it. Yeah, I know the jokes don't land. I want a Fever Pitch resurgence, a renaissance of sorts. Yeah. Um, Speaking of rom-coms underrated rom-coms uh carrie winfrey has uh wednesday underrated rom-com wednesdays on instagram and Mm. i think it's on facebook too where she will talk about a rom-com that's not well known Mm. and there's some good ones on there there's one she's talking about called return to me with david duchovny and minnie driver involving a heart transplant which is fun then there's another one I've never even heard of that's Zoe Kazan, who was the middle daughter in this movie, and Daniel Radcliffe called What If? But in the non American title, it's called The F Word. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's in a non New York City setting, which is nice. And just so many interesting ones that I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, so, cool. I'm game. Yeah. And then we should look at. Cody had sent some oh, as yeah. well that we should probably take a look at. Agreed. So yeah, well, exciting times. It is exciting times. There's mm-hmm. a lot ahead of us, and I will, and I'll almost be done with the project I'm working on that has sadly caused us to delay episodes coming <laughs> out. But that will be done soon, and Woo-hoo. we will be on a more regular schedule again. Yeah, yeah. Which is exciting. It is. Is there anything else, Sarah? Not that I can think of. Well. If people do think of something and they were yelling at their car hmm. stereo, like my good friend Rachel has been apparently, yes. uh, where would they send those messages to us? You would send them to mail at romcomcom.com or through our website, romcomcom.com. There's 
a way to contact us as well. Um, and then on Instagram, it's romcomcomdotcom where you can um, look at all the fun photos I post. And I'm finally hashtagging things. So you finally cracked the code. So that the they're code. Like searchable and you can find my awesome pictures. Awesome. Um, and then Facebook is the same, romcomcomdotcom. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then you know say that they were going like that's a toe tapping tune that started this episode or man that song song at the end really got my heart racing even though it's the same song well it is but two very different parts <laughs> it's a very it, it goes through movements for a two and a half minute song it's got movements uh that's true. if they want to check that out what artist would they search this is my suitcase and what album think for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the song is called love off the off album the keys to cat heaven yeah and again i mentioned on another episode joe just got married so congratulations, congratulations. i'll mention it again um but so check that out again they have uh they, they have a children's actually uh album they just put out of, off a classical baby is the name of that it's joe a side project I, i'd suggest you having children check it out i know nothing about it other than it exists and knowing joe it's probably pretty well done yeah so sweet check that out everybody columbus yeah well i think that's all i got yeah and that's all you got that's it i had fun sarah me too thanks for listening Bye. 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 Bye.